beard and everything. Uh, yeah, you couldn't do that in Halo 1, but I think they you could do it in Halo 2. Tunnel, I think, right? <laughs> Definitely did. I made a dual hawk. They nerfed it in Halo 3. <laughs> Dude, the EPA let you do anything now. They, yeah. they're, they're issuing no, asbestos as a diet <laughs> thing. Not what I did. <laughs> Over the line, you know. Chevy announces the new Camaro will run off of cow shit. That's right, cow shit. Cow shit would probably be more economical than uh, what is it, baby oil? What's the oil they make out of babies? No, it's baby blood. Oh, sorry. I always confuse baby blood and baby oil. When I go to the store, everything gets fucked up. So I go to a gas station and like pump shit out of a pump. No, you go to a cow. You go to a cow station. Wait, so these things are full service? Cow comes out and shits in my car. Yeah, and then like spits around your wheels. No, the problem. Licks your windshield. You can bring a cow to a car, but you can't make him shit. Welcome to Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends on It. Oh man, this week we've got something special. We brought uh, the secret listener, the one that we didn't reference, who's been on the show before without saying anything except for one word, no. Uh, uh, that's his name. That's right, he said the N-word. Oh man, <laughs> if you are confused about the title of this episode, uh, by the title of this episode and have stumbled upon this show by accident, this is a podcast where we take... Uh, one topic every week chosen by one of our hosts or one of our guests, and we go over uh, how we enjoyed it, what we thought of it in depth. Basically, it's something that none of us have done before ex- or or experienced before except for one person, and we try to go over that together. This week, uh, the topic is 99% Invisible, presented uh, by... La- Fan of the show, friend of the show. Well, well okay, okay. Maybe, maybe, the sec- maybe the second one. <laughs> well, not the first one. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, identification. Oh man, we. <laughs> Do you want I, to say what the show is yeah. about? Okay. Yes, uh, the show is about ninety nine percent invisible, which is a podcast about? about the little things in design, things you might not notice that are or interesting stories about our world. It kind of gave, gave me a This American Life vibe, but we'll get that get to that in the impressions. Uh, let me introduce our panel of heroes. Let's see. We've got the first Roman on Mars, Cam. That's me. <laughs> Hail Caesar. <laughs> he was those, right? And they loved him. <laughs> we have the reason that they raised the basketball hoops to 12 feet, <laughs> Sam. I mean, I'm I'm like fucking five five. Like, yeah, that's right. too tall for the you game. Our very own three point shooter. Oh man, Seb Curry. We have Seb the Brandes. inventor of the earthquake. Alex. Whoa, that's uh, fucked up. Whoa. Why did you make that? Why did you make those? They Honestly, I th- it was a good idea at the time. We have the world's strongest money counterfeiter using Photoshop, George. Whoa. Wait a minute. Right. Now I'm going to argue that they should be switching. Instead of using Photoshop. Anyway. And it's, 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 it's nine feet tall. It's clean, five eleven. <laughs> And then we have the entire state of Alaska, 
our guest and friend of the show, Hunter. You know he's censored by his weight. <laughs> That's right, nerds. You're ready to learn. <laughs> yeah, it's here to fucking teach us this time. No getting away from no it. Cartoons for you babies out there. Wow. Um, Hunter, as our guest, you want to start things off with the, the weeks? What you've been up to? Uh, you've been on this show before. Do you... Uh, do you even like it, or do you just listen to it because Cam holds a gun to you every week? <laughs> well, unrelated. Uh, Cam holds a space gun every week, so that's unrelated. We but a little game called Destiny. A little game <laughs> called Destiny. Yeah. Always talking about it. Mm. Besides work, I've been doing this little game called Destiny mm. because they're adding a event called. Um, what is it? Solstice of Heroes? Something Solstice. The Summer Solstice is not a Destiny exclusive thing. You know it exists <laughs> yeah, in real life last too. Month. But <laughs> you know they're on this shit. <laughs> but anyway, so the two major games that I play are both both had a, um, I guess, stream of major yeah. updates coming. Huge Destiny's update. got a huge Melee. combat update. <laughs> Melee has <laughs> a update. huge update. Called yeah, Smash uh, Brothers Ultimate. It's uh, and if you purchase it, Sakurai personally comes to your house and smashes your GameCube with a hammer. Yeah, <laughs> smashes your bros. Yeah, and that's been it. That's been my week. That's sick, dude. What? That's it. Oh, oh, hold hold on. To get I you work. to get you talking for a little more, for, for a little longer. Just uh, what, what's your experience with this show? With the show that you're on right now? The experience with this show is that a bunch of my friends. Vaguely, and. I'm actually jealous because it's a cool creative outlet that I'm always looking for something new to learn and something new to do, and this is a way to get her, like get everyone out of their house and do it, or into their house and do it. <laughs> into the worst <laughs> because possible room. most of it's movies. Yeah. It's a way to make you... <laughs> it's a way to make you try something new right. every week. That I would, would be necessarily out of yeah, my this, comfort Yeah, this show is absolutely making me do shit that I would not normally yeah. and do. And if we didn't have five fucking posts on this show, we'd probably have people on more often. But yeah. Well. Yeah, this, yeah, after this yeah. guest loop, uh, we will stop jamming six people into this room. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that you ended up enjoying it, because I remember Cam would, I would be like, hey, why don't you, haven't you told Hunter about it? He'd be like, no, I want to wait until it's good. <laughs> for like, yeah. when, when did I wait till? Did you wait, waited until... Episode, or did I wait for my uh, like episode? three episodes in, four episodes Yeah, in, you definitely waited until at least the your own episode to tell Hunter about it. Uh, but I, I don't remember you that. mentioning it until... De after right after the Deus Ex one because that's when we were at his bonfire. Oh, and that's when it got good. I yeah, think that's no, exactly yeah, I think when that's, it was. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. See if I can check my records here. Well, we brought it up <laughs> at, at, the, at the B fire. Yeah. Um, and this is absolutely not tuning our own horn because we're talking to a listener, but we only have like three, four of them. So like we're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you tell us that each episode gets like thirty listens. Yeah, but those listen. people only listen once and then they they fuck off because they learned. You know, they know I mean, better. So if you're here listening once, uh, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Come on the show. <laughs> hey, Cam's offer still stands, and I want to say, if you know, if you are listening to this show right now, a game show now. if you are listening to this show right now, <laughs> right now, and you do not personally know any of the hosts or guests, I will give you ten dollars. Yeah, twenty Yeah, we're gonna give you twenty dollars. I'm matching. I'm matching yeah, Cam's joke. Uh, shoot us an email at please don't cast at gmail.com. What's that email, Alex? <laughs> please don't gmail. <laughs> at gmail.com. Cast. 
Cascom. Unless you're from Delaware. Yeah, don't email us yeah. if you're yeah. from Delaware. Please don't cast at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, congressman so, in Delaware? Yeah. Come on the show. Come on the show. Yeah, we'll fight you. That's yeah, right. okay. Um, so I'm going to go this time. I learned my lesson from last week that Cam has threatened me with every time of don't go last because then you won't be able to say anything. Right. Uh, I'm going to try and get this out quick. But still, though. Um, We're going to limit it the weeks to one one thing. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> this week, uh, my favorite show on te- ever to be put to television returned uh, for its seventh season it's oh, Venture not, Brothers it's not the show I was thinking of. Well, what were you thinking of? I am also talking about one of my favorite shows that started this week so um, we'll get go. Yeah. okay so the Venture Brothers is back uh, the Venture Brothers it's not like I, it's not like an indie show. I can't exactly say it's unpopular. It's been going on since like 2003 or something. But in that time, it's only had seven seasons, which should tell you something. Um, and that's something is that, show. yeah, is that something is that it's an Adult Swim show that Adult Swim doesn't own. So they don't make as much money off of it. But since it's extremely successful, they don't want to cancel it. And if they did cancel it, they, somebody else could just pick it up. Like with what happened with Futurama, where it's just like, oh, well, Fox doesn't own this shit. Then somebody else, then Comedy Central can just pick it up. If Adult Swim canceled it because they're not making as much money as they'd like to off of it, then all of a sudden it would just appear somewhere else. And they don't want that. So they'd rather just pay them very little money and make the show's production extremely long. (laughs) So you have to wait two, three, four years between seasons... Every time there's a break. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. Though. Yeah, it, it, it does. It, it, I mean, it does for some people, but for me, I forget about the show, and then they're like, next season, I'm like, oh, cool, and then I try to remember what <laughs> happened sounds last real time. familiar, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> uh, we'll get there. But yeah, yeah, so what's that show about? You uh, okay, so yes, Venture Brothers uh, started off as a Johnny Quest parody, and uh, but it ditched that almost immediately. It's about a washed-up super scientist... Uh, and his two identical twin, or or his two twin sons, and their bodyguard, and they're going on, like, 60s cartoon-style pulpy science fiction adventures. But this is a world where every, like, piece of fiction is true in some way or another, like, all the spy fiction, all the pulp adventure fiction, all the superheroes, everything exists in this world, and they're boring. Like, the, the superheroes still have to, like, you know, go to the grocery store and... The super spy needs, like, like his license to kill expires and he needs to go get it renewed at, like, the fucking <laughs> spy DMV. Yeah, the and spy, that, like, spy agency is, like, this whole big corporation who has mm-hmm. to deal with a bunch of paperwork and, like, bullshit. It's, it's a good show. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly funny and it's not just, like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if, like... Batman molested Robin or whatever. Like they don't think it's not one of those uh, yeah. like superhero shows making fun of superheroes that's like just extremely low hanging fruit. Yeah, it's not it's not like the most tired thing in the universe. The second you see like a guy in a cave show up, you're like, Oh, I know what the joke's gonna be. Mm-hmm. It's more like because uh, it's like the, the, the low hanging fruit is when a Spider Man guy shows up, it's like, Oh, he's gonna shoot the web out of his butt. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> when the Spider Man guy shows up in Venture Brothers, it's a guy called the Brown Widow, and you're like, oh, he's going to shoot the web out of his butt. But no, he shoots it out of, like, the web hole above his butt, like an actual spider, and he has to have a hole in his costume for it, and it's really gross, but he still acts like he's cool, and everyone's like... There's a part of the show where the jock, and he's a teacher at the school, throws a football at him, and his spider sense goes off, and he knows something's going to happen, so his 
his web gland goes off, so he just sprays a bunch of web inside his shirt and then gets hit with a football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the end of the day. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, nothing cool happens. Yeah. He just does that. And um, this season has been really good. Uh, the, the first episode is like, oh, hey, we live in this, like, giant tower and everything is going wrong. We, we must, uh, like, it's really cold and I'm hearing voices in the middle of the night and... Uh, like I'm, I'm seeing people who should be dead and it's like, well, all those things can be explained by technology. You know, the ther thermostats fucking up, the, uh, the doors are opening and closing cause they're all on like circuits and there's a hologram projector that can show a person who recorded that message when they were alive. But, uh, a couple of them are convinced there's a ghost and the, the main character, uh, Rusty Ventures is just like, oh no, it's a computer virus to just shut up. Who cares? I'll get it. I'll get my hacker friend on it. And it's just like. The problem is, like, a little bit of both, but that when they try to perform an exorcism, they don't find the ghost. They just find every other person that the, this building has killed over time. <laughs> like, like colonialism and, like, the people who were just, like, killed in the foundation and, like, all this shit that has nothing to do with the problem they're trying to solve, but the exorcism takes forever because there are so many ghosts in this fucking building. Nice. Um, Venture Brothers is really good. I think it's all on Hulu. If you have Hulu, check it out. Uh, it's worth a shot. The first season is really a little rough, but stick with it, and I, I've never stopped laughing at that. It just always makes me laugh. So, so good. Uh, Seb, what have you been up to this week? Um, not a whole ton, but I have been working on a super secret project for a super secret host of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeez. Yeah. Um, your girlfriend doesn't listen to this, so... No. Uh, she never would. Yeah. It's so great. It's foolproof. Except she, she... Well, by the time this comes out anyway... Yeah, by yeah. the time this comes out anyway, yeah. it's, it's, it it's been, not going to be a secret yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, so Nick has commissioned me to do a very cute anniversary drawing um, of him and his girlfriend, Emily. And yeah. I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. Um, it's taking way less time than the last commission I did, which had like five I'm not times as many to people. I'm draw a hundred anime characters in the yeah. style of a different anime. Yeah. Uh, put it on a place card. Uh, put it on a play place mat. mat. Play mat. Good McDonald's job. McDonald's play place. Yeah. You know what it is. <laughs> a play <laughs> card. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I'm not gonna go on too long because uh, it's late mm. and. We should get this show yeah. started. Uh, any so. anything interesting about this drawing, this commission, or anything like? Any uh, experience you're with both it? really cute. Oh, all right. I'm cu I'm cutting that out. That's um, not interesting. No, <laughs> that's not interesting at all. <laughs> that's interesting to me. Okay. So. I'm sorry. Yeah. That just reminded me of that meme where it was like uh, they're at the movie theater yeah. and the person was like, "Oh, would you want your uh, popcorn extra buttery or something like that?" And mm -hmm. he's like, "Oh, I want it just like my girlfriend here." And the guy behind the counter is like, "We don't serve ugly popcorn." <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> what what was what's the correct response to that? <laughs> extra buttery. <laughs> well, just like my girlfriend, extra buttery. Yeah, like what? It's, it's, what? Like, what? The first line was wrong. The first line that I said was definitely wrong. Okay, but. The response that he says is definitely, uh -huh. we don't serve our it, it, Is it like, like a coffee thing, maybe? maybe? Or it's like, how do you want your coffee? Like, I, want coffee. Some, I want it like my girlfriend, which would be like sweet, maybe? Yeah. We're trying to punch up um, this joke in the moment. I mean, there's there's the term so, butterface. <laughs> so how would you fix that popcorn joke? Uh, I wouldn't. It's fine. <laughs> it's actually excellent. Fine as it is. For the moment. But, uh... <laughs> 
Um, I've actually been... Uh, I, it's something I want to bring up every week, because I've been trying to listen to more, like, uh, music as it comes out, and, like, Spotify is actually pretty good about, like, notifying you, and, like, has a... Mm -hmm. will make a playlist for you every week that's, like, stuff that just came out, plus artists you listen to, plus artists, like, you listened to a long time ago, or stuff that sounds like stuff you're listening to now, and it's My actually really helps me. depressing on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like Linkin Park, uh, MCR. I move okay. on so quick that everything on my time capsule is, like, shit that I, like, never come back to, you know? I mean, I go back to them sometimes just just for the nostalgia purposes. Yeah, same. That's why I like the time capsule thing. Yeah. Like, I'll listen to it for a little bit and yeah. move on. But anyway, um, apparently a, a lo really long teased album, Travis Scott's Astroworld, came out uh, the week of recording. And I had listened to a couple Travis Scott songs that I really liked, and I was got into the hype for the album, and then I checked it out, and I like really liked it. There's a, I'll be quick about it, but like, as we talked about Scorpion a couple weeks ago, or Scorpio, what is it? Scorpion? Drake's Scorp album? Scorpion. Scorpion. Uh, not good, but uh, <laughs> he has. Well, he's uh, too small to produce a good album. Yeah, he's just too small. He can't reach the keys. <laughs> <laughs> the album keys. The album keys. <laughs> Um, but he's on one of the best tracks on Astroworld, I think. Um, <laughs> uh, it's uh, Sicko Mode. It's like the third or, uh, third or fourth track, I think. No, I think it's third. But I think it's third, yeah. It's fucking good. Did you like it? So you didn't like any of it? Oh, no, I liked it. I just thought it was overrated because, like, it's... Oh, God, that's going to be loud. But it's because every... It's loudest. Every time I looked on Twitter, people were like, yo, bro, oh my god. And I watched a reaction video with that the fucking Merit DJ <laughs> Academics. Yeah, well, it, I didn't know it was a reaction video. That's not but it was it like It didn't say epic in the description. No, it was on Twitter. <laughs> it was on Twitter, and it was like, it was had a bunch of retweets, and it was like, same, LOL. And it was, uh, for sicko mode, you don't know who's going to start rapping first, and all of a sudden you hear Drake's voice, and DJ Academics is like, freaking out way yeah, more so than he should yo, be. It's <laughs> No, yeah, he's like for one oh, month ago. Yo, he's still dude, alive. It's, it's the guy that regularly puts out music and features on things. <laughs> Holy he's shit, in it. bro, go, bro. The he's guy like, who's don't scuff my stereos. That guy who's online right now. <laughs> he's um, in it. Yeah, no one should be doing reaction videos for music. So it, anyway, so it's almost certainly Astroworld is really good. I liked a lot of the songs off it. I think it's. Something I don't know if it's Spotify that does it or if it's the artist that chooses. It doesn't say who's gonna be on a track before you listen to it, which was actually really cool for me. Like finding out that Drake was on it and uh, one of the guys from Migos, I think it was Quavo. Did Robert you Quavo, did yeah. you freak out when you heard Drake was on it? Yeah, I was did like, you, whoa! Did who? you hop out of your chair and throw your hood up? Yeah, because that's what DJ Academics did. You got it. Anyway, I'll just list the the tracks I really like. There's Kid Cudi's on it, which Travis Scott has said like is one of his big Famed. influences. Comedy Comedy bang, bang 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 Musical Host Kid Cudi <laughs> Hums his heart out uh, So anyway Like Sickle Mode <laughs> Stop Trying to Be God Wake Up NC-17 Who What And Skeletons I'd say NC-17 And Sickle Mode Are probably my favorites uh, I just thought It was really good Really well themed It showcased a lot of stuff That he can do That was really well And I like uh, George and I Have talked about this before But I like Albums with features on them and there's a good mix of just him and features and short songs and cool stuff. I really like it. A lot of the songs are also like like two or three songs in one, which kind of works. Like, I, it, they did it a lot, which I wasn't like a super fan of, but it worked for the most part. Yeah, it's the thing that we talked about on the, um, the Aryan episode. Like, I don't like when one song completely changes its style in the middle because I might have not liked that first part. 
But the in sicko mode it does that, and I happen to like both parts, so yeah. luckily it works for me. Otherwise, I wouldn't have really liked that. Yeah. So George, what uh, what melee matches did you play? Who'd you play this week? Falco. <laughs> <Southwell? laughs> like, Alex, what'd you? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I I surprisingly did not play any melee today mm-hmm. or this week. I did, however, get a new melee tool. I got a CRT because I was helping my girlfriend's sister move out, and uh, my girlfriend's father was like in the basement and Ray's like oh man I gotta move this TV out of that entertainment system over there and, and once somebody close. says old TV George's ears perk right up yeah. <laughs> not even kidding I turned around and I was like old t- what what kind of TV Steve came out of his ears and he said Auga <laughs> <laughs> and he just he had no idea that the treasure trove he had he was like oh it's some old like Sony um it's like kind of boxy, and I was like, ooh, open it up. <laughs> I was like, open up the entertainment system. <laughs> Opened it up, and it was like the scene in Pulp Fiction with the orange light shining on the, yeah. the face. That's what it was to me. <laughs> One man's trash is another man's priceless CRT for yeah. Malin. But other than that, so I got a new CRT, which is pretty cool. How um, big is it? It's smaller than the inches. one that's downstairs oh, wait, wait, wait. that Tyler is trying to give me. <laughs> it's oh, okay. smaller than 24 inches. I, I have another one that uh, I'm going to be taking home probably. And, well, I guess I have to take it home. But <laughs> I uh, I misjudged how big 24 inches is, which I was really mm-hmm. sad about. It's really big. <laughs> Don't we all? It's too big. Oh. And other than that, like, I've been hyped about the new Dragon Ball uh, Fighters DLC and the new character reveals. They revealed Cooler uh, from the movies, which is, like, Freeze's brother. If mm-hmm. any of you guys heard a little thing called Dragon Ball Z, you know. Uh, that sentence is incomprehensible yeah, to, uh, to, to a lot of our listeners, unfortunately. True. That's I forgot the, the no anime joke. rule. It's all right, I was here. Even yeah. I know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for the most part, uh, I've been like looking at like Dragon Ball Fighters stuff. The, the new characters just released today. Um, they added another. They finally put Goku Goku in this shit. Finally put another Mister Mister Goku and another and another Vegeta. We needed mm-hmm. one. I needed three Vegetas on the team. Honestly, Vegeta oh. should be in everything. Every game, every every fucking movie. He's just like a big asshole, a big selfish asshole. It's a short, selfish short selfish asshole, selfish. which is realistic, you know. A short selfish asshole who uh, thinks he's the strongest and has a giant widow's peak. I'm gonna end my arc of the uh, animal pussy that we were talking about before. <laughs> I, uh, the trilogy. I came across <laughs> while I was looking up the Dragon Ball Fighters Reddit subreddit. Uh, the bottom of my search was dragons fucking cars, and I came yeah, across. They base your search on uh, your past. Search. No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Are you telling me that the car has a dick in this scenario? No, no actually, in this no. case, the dragon has the dick. But okay. it was like animal uh, genitals made me think about it. And, okay. You know, of do. course, I'm yeah. gonna think about dragons. I'm always thinking cars. about that. that right. Anyway, put it in context. Yeah. Crazy stuff. We're gonna remove the context and just leave in, leave in the good stuff. Yes. All right, Alex, what have what you been up to this week? All right, so uh, one of my favorite television shows came back. Oh, the Venture Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you said season seven, I'm like, oh, not that one. <laughs> um, Better Call Saul is. Back oh yeah, season. baby. Oh. Um, I. Uh, all right, so. I have known that this show was definitely not popular, and they took a like a year break between season three and this fourth season. So I thought this show was fucking canceled. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I guess they're not doing it like another season or two. But uh, a couple weeks ago, I uh, heard from a friend of mine. He's like, yeah, season four is coming up. I'm like, yo, <laughs> that's the best. Is um, when you you 
I mean, I talked about it earlier, but like a shorter gap is better. Like that happened yeah. with me in Westworld. It's like I was so excited for the new season, then I completely forgot about it, and then someone's like, "Oh, it's out." And I'm like, "Oh, great!" Yeah. And then I didn't have yeah. to wait for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the problem with Saul is that it's a very slow show, and uh, watching it weekly is a little tough because uh, not a whole lot happens in a, in a given episode. But it's a slow burn, and it's a very worthwhile slow burn, I think. Uh, some of the best TV drama I have seen, uh, especially out of network TV. Uh, you still watching Mad Men? A little bit. Haven't watched too much lately, though. Yeah. Um, i get back to that. But uh, Saul's really great. Highly recommended. Uh, obviously, it's got a bit of a barrier to entry because you have to watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, oh, I like Bob Odenkirk. I'll check the show out. Oh, I gotta watch all of Breaking Bad. Honestly, I don't think you do. Like, yeah, I, I think yeah, it, I they, yeah. they have. It probably pays off more yeah. if you if you yeah. do watch. Yeah, like, they have like a lot of characters. Yeah, that's like, say, oh, he's in Breaking Bad. Someone walks in. And you're supposed to have yeah, a big reaction. I think it le- it leans on it maybe a little bit too much, but I think it really? works because I, I stopped watching at the end of season two, so I. Oh, yeah. Season out. 3 adds, like, a handful of characters that were in Breaking Bad. and yeah, but I, I didn't stop watching because I, like, was annoyed at it or anything. No, yeah. I thought it was really good the whole way through. I, I loved it. It's it's a very good show, especially... Um, well, I really like a lot of the new characters, so, like, kind of, I don't totally it's, like when they focus on some of the Breaking Bad characters. And it's like a courtroom but, show with very... Li- it's like a show about a lawyer with almost no focus on the courtroom. Yeah. It's almost all they, shit that happens around yeah. the courtroom. Season 3 has... Uh, the Pretty much the climax of Season 3 is a, like a courtroom thing, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, and my favorite parts of the show focus on the, the sibling relationship between uh, oh, Jimmy yeah. Miguel, Saul, and his Sorry. brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his it's older just... brother, um, Chuck. Oh yeah, it's so that's uh, that's the best like, relationship that's, in the show. It's the best part of the whole show, and that stuff has finally come to a head, and it's really good, and the payoff is so worth it. Uh, but I'm very interested to see where they're going with season four. Uh, they are greenlit for season five, so wow. I know this isn't quite the end, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm excited. You know, how did the timelines go? Is this far before Breaking Bad? Or um, does I it... think it's. Uh, yeah, that's something that I was confused about from the beginning. I'm like, oh, how long is this show going to go on? Because it doesn't like, seem... He's got, like, a fat-ass cell phone, but not, like, uh, not like 90s fat, like, early 2000s fat. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where it's set, or what time period it's set in, but it seems like no more than five or ten years before Breaking Bad. Okay. And it's weird because the characters are older, yeah. especially now that they've taken so long to get yeah. into the season. Like, Mike looks really old. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's way, yeah, he was old. Was yeah, yeah. Was I know. Old, it's so. it's a little weird, but... Uh, Is there, like, a canonical explanation yeah. that they give for why they look so much older? Or just <laughs> no, <not? Yeah. laughs> I think you well, can't. It's a prequel. You can't really do that. Yeah, you know, I like, guess. The whole time, I guess, like, Mike's, like, talking, I should really get this Botox, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just taking place in 2008, and they're like, man, the, fi- the housing market's really stable right now. <laughs> it takes place in 2000, September. Now I'm going to say uh, It's a freeze. You got to commit to your jokes, oh, man. Like, I got to catch my a- flight. <laughs> well, I didn't out. say what flight. <laughs> but yeah, very good show. Highly recommend. Obviously, there's a couple barriers, but good show especially if you've seen Breaking Bad uh-huh. alright we're gonna grab a couple beers to crack into the mic and we will soon return with 100% Invisible which is what we call our show uh, which is about 99% Invisible nice 
Well, I'll see you after the break. Hey listeners, Hunter here. And while we're on break, let me tell you about one of my favorite episodes which has got to be the episode on thrifting. It's got some great stories, and I learned some new things about my friends, and the things that they find are just just something you don't want to miss. So go back, find the episode, listen to it. You'll have a great time, and if you like the episode, let me know or let the podcast know. Send them an email, tweet at them, do anything you do, show these guys some love. But enough about that. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends On It. Uh, we're talking 99% Invisible, and do, do you want to give an intro to the show, Hunter, since this is the topic you picked? I'm I had an intro. Um, it's, so, 99% Invisible, I found by listening to another podcast, um, but... This goes so deep. <laughs> <laughs> the, the host of the show was on it, and um, it's Roman Mars, who is host of the show. Is that his real name? That's his real name, is like, Roman Mars. I like, think that's R-O-A-M-I-S. the coolest thing in the world. Like Roman Mars. Yep. Yeah, this guy like was given a cool name, and they bou- the universe bounced itself Bound out because he's incredibly boring. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's part of a collection of podcasts and radio shows called Radiotopia, and his show is 99% Invisible. And it's just a really, like, just fascinating show because you get these stories about things that you live with every day but never necessarily notice. Why, and, like, you don't necessarily know why they exist. Like a woman in Alaska. Yeah, like, who nine, I live with every day. Five earthquakes. <laughs> like, but, like, there's a story like about day. why there's, like, curb cuts in sidewalks for, like, handicapped people. Why would they put cold cuts in sidewalks? <laughs> well, you see. It's for the homeless. It's a strategy. <laughs> That's something I don't notice. I don't mean to step over this extremely good joke, but I thought it was it was a good example uh, for you to give us because of your background in schooling. Like, you went yeah, to right. graphic design school, and, like, you were looking into making props for a while, right? Yeah, exactly. So and it's, like, all the little artistry and, like, stuff that goes into things that you just don't think about right yeah and this like coming up with ideas for the show and being such a like visually heavy person because I considered myself like a maker and I enjoy like going outside and doing sports and doing all that mm-hmm. thing being active and just coming up with something for the show that isn't so heavily visual like, That's this was like <laughs> yeah this was like the best <laughs> thing that I could do where it's like audible it's like audio and like design which is what I just thrive off of uh, Hunter pitched us like 14 episode ideas and 90% of them would be silent episodes right? <laughs> where, where we are showing a visual thing to the, to the microphone and go on our website yeah <laughs> go on our website while you're driving home from work it wouldn't and... be very friendly to the blind <laughs> Which our show definitely is now. We don't include any of our links in the description. We, we have, a lot, of, yeah, we have a lot of texture to these episodes. 
Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, George and I write two uh, two pieces of ad copy for each episode <laughs> by accident. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, do we just want to go straight into... Let's jump um, straight into Yeah, let's jump straight into us. So, um, let's get on to the episodes. To so, the slam dunk of an episode. Oh, yeah, we're, we're let's, let's start, start with that one. Let's yeah, really that one. start yeah, with that absolutely. one. Yeah, absolutely. George, since you really want to talk about it, do you want to introduce that episode for us? The yin and yang of basketball. You assume I really want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> <I guess. laughs> I mean, I'm surprised, James. Maybe I should talk about it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, this was a great introduction to the, uh, to the podcast. This is, yeah, this is, might have been my yeah, favorite episode, so honestly. Mm-hmm. I think the last one was my favorite one, but this is like easily my second favorite one. It was also really cool how they formatted it. They, they're talking about... Yeah. Um, Basically, the invention in history of basketball, which I don't know if everyone knows how basketball was created. Essentially, a gym teacher was like, oh, it's gross outside. All you kids better get inside here. And they had a exactly. Yeah, that, that is, that, like, that's not George on. putting on an unnecessary affect. That is how the guy sounds. James Taken from an ancient Nys- radio clip. Yeah. James Naismith? Yeah. Naismith? Yeah. 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 So he, uh, he's a gym teacher. He tells all the kids to get inside. In and he has, and they immediately start punching each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they hate it. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So he has a hoop, well, a hoop in quotations. It's a peach basket and an old soccer ball. And he at first is just like, oh, just get the ball into the other hoop. It doesn't really set any rules. So if you don't give any like rules to kids, we think they're going to do. They're going to be dropping haymakers yeah, on each other. Yeah. You didn't gonna, say I couldn't throat punch him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to get the ball if I don't break his fingers? But, uh, that's essentially like they talk about how it started and then things that forced there to be changes within the league, which I thought was really interesting. I like yeah, figuring right. out yeah. why rules happened in the first place. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's funny like to find out we were talking about. Uh, it's all yeah. back to the goal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, all, yeah, it's yeah. all back to the thing we were talking about right. uh, two weeks ago yeah. with the Nathan right. for You episode with like, uh, you guys like, well, yeah, who says I can, who yeah. says I, who says I can't just put my stick down in front of the goal? Yeah. Why why wouldn't I be able to do that? It's cool to airbud stuff. Or it's like, yeah. oh, I have to get it in the hoop, but I don't have it doesn't have to leave my hands to do that. It's like the dunk is invented. Holy <laughs> shit! Yo, put this in the hoop. I uh, <laughs> I already knew a good bit about this episode topic. Interestingly enough, um, there is a uh, there's a YouTube video from Corey Gaming who does fighting games. Oh, where yeah. he talked yeah. about George Mikan. Yes, and. Uh, uh, it was talking about like buffs and nerfs, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, he talked about how George Mikan essentially got nerfed because uh-huh. they added the three point, or they <laughs> added the goaltending rule and the three point line. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of what they're talking about here. It was a, it was a, a change yeah. to the balance of the game. Also, uh, um, something I was worried they were going to gloss over that happens sometimes. Like you get into sports documentaries and they talk about all these people, and it's like. No one ever brings up like that a change was made because of racism. It's yeah, just like right, kind of right, glossed right. over. Pretty, pretty head on. Except yeah. that he kept saying, "Who many people think is a racist?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. this <laughs> guy is a racist. Well, I, I, you don't want to take a. I mean, I would. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what? He's probably dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like this thing that black people are doing is wrong. I'm not going to say black people are the problem. Right. They keep winning, and I don't like it when they win. Uh-huh. So I'm going to change the rules so uh-huh. that they don't win. Yeah, I'm not a racist. You're a racist. <laughs> don't hate the player. Hate the game. Except uh, change the rules, and then the game's fine. And I, I still hate the, the players somehow. Players. What? I don't remember what there's where this metaphor was going. But so, uh, another another thing that they touched on, um, which is another YouTube video uh, by the guy who did the dumbest boy alive. Oh yes, classic. John Boys. Yeah. Uh, B O I S. 
Holy shit. Um, if you can get your hands on, uh, or I mean, if you can just go look those up anytime, that's like, yeah, it's, uh, all of his videos are so good. I'm not like a huge sports guy, but all of his videos are fantastic. It's a series, video series called yeah. Pretty Good yeah. and a series called Chart Party, and I highly recommend he, both he of those. He did a really good, like, statistic, statistically focused video on, uh, uh, whether or not it would be a good idea to remove the three-point line. It was kind mm-hmm. of a theoretical thing, mm-hmm. going back to the origin of it and then talking about like all kinds of nitty-gritty percentages that were kind of weird. But uh, it was his conclusion was basically like, it doesn't matter, but it makes the sport better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's but, really yeah. interesting is how they talk about the three-point line and how it was implemented because it was in order to like kind of buff like the shorter guys. Yeah, it was a counter basketball. to the dunk and exactly. the tall players. Yeah, because yeah. it was like, players were winning and I because think, they were dunking. I think they mentioned it, but uh, this is a change that uh, George Mikan advocated for, yeah. even though um, he was the kind of person that wouldn't yeah. uh, benefit from it. How tall? Yeah. He was like 6'7 or something? Yeah, he was like 6'10. He's 6'10. something crazy. He's own nerf. Yeah, this guy was a monster on the court, and he could, no one could stop him. Yeah. Yeah. Which so, is really cool. It, especially like when you think about game design, the most fun that people have isn't when you make everything that's good bad, it's when you make the bad things good to Or you play, add another option, which yeah. is what they did. Right. Like it's like they didn't say, Oh well, you make we're things, going other to, things yeah. viable. Yeah. Essentially. But like in this case, three points. Yeah, having having an entire team of people who are six ten is like it's not necessarily the best strategy. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to have people who are maybe a little shorter, who can slip through people's fingers, and who can take those three point shots. Mm-hmm. And they talk about that. I did have a quick. Seb, what Seb. You, oh yeah, Seb, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I this is just uh, something I think about sometimes. Like basketball is so inaccessible to people who are shorter. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to play the big leagues. Why don't they have like? Muncie Bowes, she's like five three. Pee wees, you want? Yeah, I'm like five five. Uh, so you could beat up Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, like, you know how they, in wrestling, they have weight classes. What if they yeah. have, like, height classes? Uh, we do not need another basketball league. The fir- current one is bloated enough. <laughs> Who's yeah. starting a new one? Like, Rick Ross or something? <laughs> is or Rick? Like, someone, oh. someone famous is Do we need another, one. like, basketball league? I really... Yeah, that's the thing, is everyone's like, please don't do this. He's yeah, like, I, I thought it was, did. like, that Alonzo Ball's dad. Or is, it, is Alonzo Maybe. Ball the guy? I don't know. I feel like it's someone slightly more famous. Mm-hmm. Hunter, you... Oh, my segue was um, about the making, like, giving another option or giving, making the bad thing good again mm-hmm. was my, I didn't get to write in because you guys did it too fast and <laughs> for the mini-sode about the guns. Mm-hmm. Mine was a space gun from Destiny um, that was a fusion rifle, but it was bugged during the PvP, <laughs> so it was literally like a one-hit kill laser beam and it was just like laser tag. And yeah. <laughs> it was exotic, so not a lot of people had it, and people were yeah. complaining about it. And then they have a um, a like uh, play, a sh- shop character who you can buy exotic stones, and they put it in the shop so everyone can have yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, like, oh, you're mad because you're getting killed by this gun? Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> so now everyone has it, and for like a good solid week before they patched it. It was just lasers yeah. everywhere. And, and, cool. laser and it was so much was fun. Sick. And yeah. it's also cool is that they, in this they talk about how like sometimes you implement these buffs to some of these at to these games, and things end up charting out differently than they want. Like right. the three point line was great for the game, and it's still good for the game. However, it can make the game feel somewhat more stagnant because they they mentioned um, how the game is played nowadays, where the right. Golden State Warriors are dominating. 
because they have a bunch of people that can shoot threes right. rather than like a bunch of big men down there like getting layups. Mm-hmm. If they the example that they use, they don't is need if, to run as far down the court. <laughs> <laughs> well, the example they use is that if somebody makes forty five percent of their two point shots, but they make thirty five percent of the three point shots mm-hmm. over the course of the game, they're going to make more points if they just shoot threes. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what the Golden State. Yeah, that was one of the parts doing. I found the most interesting is that they're like. Well, when people go to these games, they want they like when the guy shoots the ball from really far away. Yeah. yeah. And that's fun. So we should make that viable and just make the game fun to watch. And it allows for shit like the the moment that I know of again from watching the the pretty good series by John Boyce. Um he <laughs> uh, where Baron Davis hits a three-pointer from 89 feet away. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, at that point, how the fuck do you even do that? You can barely see the hoop. Well, from now that, that you mention it, I, I want to actually talk about the guy who's complaining about the three point shot. It's oh, like, yeah. well, oh, why yeah. don't we have a five point shot? Right. Why don't we have an eight point shot? And I'm like, wait a minute, why don't we have a five point shot? <laughs> 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 have that I really like this. <laughs> it's like, where does it end? I'm like, yeah, it shouldn't end, actually. You should be able to shoot from wherever. Get like a 20 point shot yeah. from like the other end of the court. Right. right, and people make those shots, and it's like three points. I'm like, Unbelievable! That should be twenty. That should be more. <laughs> saying where does it end brought me out of it because at first I was like, you know what, yeah. And then yeah. he was like, where does it end? As if it was incredibly dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. I thought, and then they, yeah, I thought that that whole section was pretty funny because they were like, oh, you know, some people are fundamentalists and they don't like this because mm-hmm. yeah, um, it, it just makes me think of people who bitch about changes in video games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. they it's, exist everywhere. Even if the they've same. never played yeah. a video game, exactly. they're mad about the patch to basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They're not even really playing the game. They're just like, oh my God. doing these yeah. sort of yeah. tricks. Tall people are hacking. This is the dominant strategy. I don't like it. They don't so know the fun about it. They don't know the fundamentals. They're just bigger and stronger than I am. Yeah, and it also made me realize that at the end of like the the podcast, he's like, "Well, who knows? It could change." I'm like. It could? <laughs> you can't know? Yeah, this game isn't concrete? Yeah. Oh my god. That's something that happens like, every, I don't know, I don't think anyone in this room cares about baseball, right? Nope. nope. I, I, can, I care about baseball. Oh, right. uh, <laughs> have you seen the thing about how they're like, well, maybe we should change the rules to make it more acceptable people. We hear millennials think baseball is boring. It's yeah. gonna be boring. Uh, that's, ball, guys. Yeah, that's, 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 that's something that happens every year. Yeah, every year cool. somebody's like, I mean, we they, should change. They have, they have tried to speed the game up a little yeah. bit by like reducing the, putting limits on the amount of downtime the amount uh-huh. of times that you can go to the mound to talk to the pitcher or uh, yeah. the amount of time that the batter can like get ready to, to take a swing and stuff uh-huh. like that. Uh, Why but, don't they just make it basically so a play clock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, there should I, be a shot clock. I baseball. think that, that that it's a different, differently paced game. I think people just want it to be more like football or more like other sports. I do like not that. want it to be more like yeah. football because yeah. football has rule changes have made it worse over time. <laughs> also, people that are like, oh, but at least football is not boring. I'm like, you guys get excited for five seconds and then just like yeah. 30 seconds and then line I'd up. rather Shit. watch football than basketball oh, no, or no. baseball. Okay. Other than basketball? I think basketball is a little too much like I, it's too quick almost where it, the plays don't seem to matter in a way. Like in a game where you, the score can go up to like 100, it's like I can't get excited about two or three points. All right, well, Hunter's not asking but, us to review basketball. Seth has been trying to butt into yeah, the Yeah, yeah. You, you guys just don't want me to talk because I'm a girl, and obviously I don't like sports. You gotta talk. You talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> dunk on no, you. No, I'm yeah. joking. You're trying to shoot over right over We're dunking on you. Yeah, you yeah, gotta shoot your three by talking over us. Um, so, uh, as somebody who doesn't like sports, I, I was kind of, um... Like apprehensive, not really apprehensive, but I was like, eh, I probably don't like this. But I thought it was like really interesting, and um, all the talk about um, 
like changing the game made me like realize how similar uh, physical sports are actually to video games. Yeah, like, it's crazy. It, yeah, like, um, like especially sports nerds yeah. and game nerds. Like, oh yeah, they're the oh, yeah. fucking same. They're the yeah. exact fucking yeah. same. Yeah. Or how um, some sports games actually do replicate the games relatively well. Um, or like, I get very confused watching football, and then we tried playing Blitz yeah. at one point, yep. and it's like do a thing for two seconds and then go back to the to the play screen, and I'm like, what? I am horrendous at every football I, game I try. Like no, but I have a friend that was in like the top three hundred in Madden. Oh man, Holy Holy shit. Oh, uh, yeah, so the only way I like sports games is when they change the rules, like Blitz or NBA Jam, which NBA is Jam like is the best game. sports game. Arcade style. Oh, hell yeah. So you have to say so. Oh, um, but, uh, yeah, I thought this one was, like, really interesting. Um, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, I think we all came away from this one with a positive. Because I didn't get to say anything else. Yeah, I picked this one because um, of the kind of athletics input. And also, it's the like one of the favorite podcasts of Roman Mars, mm-hmm. and he suggests it, and he actually, he it's like one ninety nine, but he actually bumps it up to like in the upper two hundreds to bring uh, it yeah. back mm-hmm. and huh. have it play again. Yeah, that one's really good. Is what do you want to talk about next? Should we? Um, I, I posted well, them in an order, but I yeah. didn't follow. Yeah, so we could just do like a numerical order, or yeah, we could I, do it in. It might be too late for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's no, one nine, no, one nine, no, is one ninety nine, so okay. that's the first one. So I guess. Okay. So that would make make two fifty nine next, which is this is yes. chance. Uh, Alex, you want to talk about that, Mister Mister Earthquake I, Inventor? I guess. <laughs> uh, this is about an earthquake and a lady who's on the radio. The yeah, end. Next episode. So, <laughs> this I is can, like a weirdly sentimental like. Yeah, kind of, it's kind of out from the the typical episode, but I yeah. get why you put it in. Yeah, he, right. um, it a, was also recorded live at a mm-hmm. TED right. talk. I guess. I guess was that it was a TED talk. Uh, it wasn't a TED talk. talk. It was just in front of a live audience. Yeah. No, I yeah. think it was. Like I, I get confused every time I see a live audience. I think it's a TED talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I go outside. I'm like, what the fuck is this? A TED talk? <laughs> and like, I start moving. I start moving my hands around and adjusting to a mic that isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> the problem, as always, is gamers. We <laughs> <laughs> kill them all. Over. But yeah, I I picked this episode because it was live and because it's it's a really powerful. I can't believe episode. you let Alex get yeah. over that fucking shitty ass. I know. Episode. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. That's what it, it is. is. That is the episode. Or I'll but do the Scott It's massage. really powerful oh, and it has a good message that. to it, and it actually hey, made me you. tear up listening to it for the first You're time. You're already the host. And like, I just I thought it would be a good one to kind of show. Like, the yin and yang of basketball is a really good one to start off with, where it's fun and educational, and then this one is different from what they usually do, so I wanted to show a variety. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this episode, it was, it was, like, it did help show a variety, because I was thinking, I was thinking that I understood the show, like, up, up to this point, like, I, I was like, alright, I, I get what they're trying to show me, they're trying to show me how things that I take for granted appear. And then it's like this this full-on This American Life story right, yeah. about... it completely breaks the format. Almost. Yeah. And then yeah. it kind of tries to loop back to it in the end, but I think it is totally different than the other episodes. I, yeah. I liked it. I think this is my favorite yeah. episode, actually. Though. Really? I have, like, a morbid fascination with disasters. <laughs> uh, but, is that uh, why you're on the show all the time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually... I'm. I'm just. I wanted to be there for that's one. That's it for us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like um, Chernobyl, like earthquakes, both very huge cool. fires. Uh, Chernobyl know, is great. unfortunately very cool. I know that's a joke, but like. No, that that wasn't a joke. No, from him. Oh, okay. 
You are a <laughs> joke? joke? I'm a joke. Okay. Uh, you know, I went to the Pompeii exhibit, actually, at, uh, Ooh, at uh, the yeah, Museum Pompeii. of Science. Did they show you that skeleton that was touching his dick? Nice. Uh, I'm not sure if he was there, but they did have a lot of skeletons. They had a lot of casts, and I'm like, those were people. Yeah. They were alive. Oh, now they're smart. here, because they died <laughs> violently. It's funny, because that was now the coolest that place shit. is very cool, but back then, it was very hot. Guys. Oh, guys. <laughs> Um, when, they put the those, when they put those things in storage, do you think they, they have skeletons in their closet? <laughs> but, you know, the, just, just, just the story from this one of, like, human perseverance and, you know, the way the whole community came together after that earthquake mm-hmm. due to one person who decided that broadcasting mm-hmm. and making sure everybody yeah. knew what she was going on was more important was than her life. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I liked, uh, I, I also want to shout out uh, the quick the guy, like, there are so many people who are, like, calling into this radio station or, or sending information to this radio station to say, like, I want you to know that I am alive. Everything is going to be okay. I will please tell us where you are. Or, like, the police saying, hey, don't use this. Or this works now. Or this doesn't work. Yeah. Where, where you should be, where you shouldn't be. That sort of thing. And all displaying very useful information. There's one guy who's just like, um... Jim would like his wife to know that he's at Ted's house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're at the, the garage door. <laughs> 9 p.m. Like everyone else is in a very dire situation. And I'm sure that he's communicating something very important with that, yeah, but I just took it as like a... Yeah, at the shelter. It's just like, it's just like a note left on the fridge. <laughs> Smashing cold ones at my bro's house. There was the fact that like people within the town were like getting their messages relayed over that was really funny to me. And it did get into my mind, like, what if somebody was like, party today at Alaska yeah. Road 259, yeah. women yeah. free before 10. But <laughs> another thing was when uh, she was talking about, she was like, it is not hell on earth. Like, I was thinking immediately, like, the doom theme came to my mind. Yeah. 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 She was like, people are saying it is hell on earth. And you hear that's doom And they are right. Demons have overtaken her. <laughs> but for real though, those those call-ins is what really got to me emotionally. Like, yeah. it just yeah. Yeah. Mind. like knowing that yeah. the, those people could be sending those things out to nobody, like yeah. the people yeah. they're trying to reach are already dead. Or, yeah. You know, the family might not be listening to this radio station. They might not know. That have alive, have you like, heard the um, the story of what how they found out about Hiroshima? Uh, no. Um, so basically, um, all contact suddenly kind of like broke off. Mm-hmm. Right. And of course, everybody who was in the city or anywhere near it is, you know, like burning to death or, you know, yeah. uh, trapped into rubble or something like that. Um, and so uh, a pilot like flew out over the city to check it out, which is fucking gone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how they found out about the bombing, because so there is no contact. And that's kind of what fascinates me about this earthquake is there is no contact with the outside world yeah it's the thing so about, it's the isolation of alaska like they keep yeah. going back to like the macy's like they oh. had or the jc Mace- penny oh, i think it was a macy no because there was a quote where it was like oh, really? the penny's down the oh, penny's yeah. Really down. <laughs> oh yeah but then, like that's they had one jc penny and they're yeah. like this is the JC also, Penny. this is an episode where Roman Mars breaks character. Roman Mars, yeah. human drywall, is unable <laughs> to like communicate or like really get like his his personality out there. But right at the beginning of this, he says, "Earthquakes are fucked up, dude." And yeah. like I, I immediately I was felt like, for "You this swore." Guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> are up, they, he's right. Yeah, like absolutely. I, I, he's absolutely right. Scared yeah. be if I got fucking either crushed or swallowed up by the earth. Dude, that yeah. would suck. I want to move to the West Coast. 
But I'm terrified what? of the earthquake. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I see where you're going. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I thought right. you were okay, like, because I want to see this. Like, if there's an earthquake, it'll probably just break off the entire state. No, no, no. <laughs> so you're if, good. If, you're no, if you're in... Okay, so Washington, right? They're, they have pinpointed a time right before, like, white people got there where there there were, like, stories about this Wait, from the Native Americans. Before white people Before got white there. people got there, <laughs> the Native <laughs> Americans were there. I didn't say discovered it because that would be... No, no, white, white people were always yeah, been Before yeah. white people okay. were emerged out of the ground. No, it was like... Manifest Destiny was about. We were there before. <laughs> it was just several years before and there was I an a enormous piece of paper that says it. <laughs> and it just, like, flooded, like, half the state. Well, or nice. what would be the state. Wow. And there were just villages gone. Yeah. Anyway. That was the most interesting... Uh, well, first I want to touch on this episode in particular had really good music. Because it was live and they had right, a live yeah, band yeah. there and they were awesome. Mm-hmm. But also, all the episodes have great music, and they credit the guy, I, I don't remember his name, but they credit the guy who does the music at the end of each episode. I think it was Darude. Oh, yeah, yeah, him and, uh... Uh, uh, Kate Cuddy on it? Yeah, Dead House was there. God, I can't fucking leave that in. Travis Scott, I think, just did the research. Right, yeah, it's Astroworld 99% Invisible Edition. But, uh, music's always good. It's very understated, and I was making fun of it during the first episode I listened to. I'm like, listen, this guy, like made the most boring music for the most, like, to compliment this boring guy and his boring story. And they're like, actually, I like this. <laughs> this show really grew on me, like, as you go on. I felt really big brain when I was listening to it, to be honest. It yeah. was also, again, very, very touching story. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was Should we move on? Does anyone want to uh, talk about it? Seb, would you like to talk about the prop making episode? The I didn't... Oh, okay. What? <laughs> what is this? Episodes one, two, three with me? <laughs> I thought you meant that. Okay, so apparently it's called Hero Props or something yes, like yes. that. Yes, Hero Props. And when you said that, you said number four, uh, hero whatever props. number, would be Hero Props. And I was like, oh, he's saying you would be a hero to listen to it. Oh, it would be a bonus. It's props for Whoa. being a hero yeah, props. listening to this. And I was like, oh, okay, that's our bonus because sometimes uh, whenever we have... You yeah, know, like, it's like, listen to this if you yeah. have time. Like, oh, yeah. Classic cam, speaking in Ebonics. Like, you know me. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I rip off other cultures. Anyway, speaking of other cultures, Hunter, do you so, want to introduce Yeah, you want to introduce... Sure, I can do the yeah. intros for all these. Um, this one uh, is mostly an interview with... I can't remember her name, but I think Annie, <laughs> Annie Adkins. Annie Adkins, who um, isn't a prop maker in your typical sense where you have a hero prop like a sword or a suit of armor or anything like that. And for the uh, golden ticket. For the golden yeah, ticket. I wish so, I this one. <laughs> yeah. A hero it's prop really essentially <laughs> is, is something that gets a lot of yeah. screen time on... Uh, uh, like a or close up screen time. Yeah, particular like, ring. And it's, yeah. and it's usually much farther. It's farther well done, and has greater detail. So because it's getting so much screen time. But uh, the reason about I picked this one is I have a high interest in prop making. But this I have a high interest. Would you would you say like ninety percent or ninety nine percent interest? My APR is through the fucking. But um, she's not a prop maker in your typical sense, where she is a graphic designer and makes everything from like newspapers to every time you see an office, she has to make every piece of paper and paperwork and calendar and whatever else is in there. Yeah, but not just. Paper. She. I'm trying to think of some other things she did. She um, did the boxes, the Mendel's boxes in Grand Budapest Hotel. Yep, but that's and also the, paper. And like the what? map. Yeah. So it's mostly it's like mostly printed things or she anything that requires paper. Is that right? Most of it's paper. Fuck, yeah. For her. That. Yeah. Oh, okay. For her. Like, huh. 
She gives examples like, of yeah, other the, things. Yeah, the costume yeah. people do do, do it differently. It's yeah, or it's still in the department. I didn't even realize that. She was talking about like uh, painted canvases within mm. movies and stuff like that. Right, and how like, people like, expect crafts. it to look like shitty because it's when yeah. you see oh, yeah. it in a museum, it's it aged shitty. because it it's been around for a hundred years. <laughs> but if you're watching a movie and you're supposed to be seeing it when it's new, it shouldn't look shitty. But if you if you see it and it looks good in your brain, you're like, wow, that looks bad. It doesn't oh, look yes. how I remember I'm it. I'm going to paint a masterpiece uh, on this cracked canvas. <laughs> they had a guest speaker at UConn at one point. Uh, he did the same thing. Um, though he didn't do paper, he did like all sorts of other things. Like um, He did, um, what was it, The Hateful Eight, I think? Oh, shit. Uh, he nice. did props There's some on great that. props in that Yeah, movie. so he, he worked with uh, Tarantino. Um, and right. Yeah. So he he brought in some of his props. He he did um like cigarette boxes or yeah. cigar boxes, um, lighters. You know, um, like he had like a really old book uh, that I forgot what the book was from. The Bible. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it was the Bible. Was um, it older than that? Uh, it, yeah, older it was actually the it might have been the Vedas. The Quran, maybe. <laughs> the Quran is way younger than the Bible. I'm kidding. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, went to the bookstore last week and just picked it uh, up. I got it on my candle. The original Double Man. Yeah, sure. That's a pretty old one. You got one more? Uh, You're on a roll. Comedy works in threes. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah that was actually really one. cool. And, uh, Is that funny? <laughs> anyway. Hearing him talk about uh, like how he did this, he's like, yeah, so I was making this shit, so it's supposed to look really old, so I just poured coffee all over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's, the, that's a great trick. Yeah. Well, all old things probably have had coffee on them at some point. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Especially people. <laughs> <laughs> what if they're from like. It's a good life lesson, Cam. You know, it really makes from, you think. like uh, BC, though. Like yeah. before coffee. Before. Oh. <laughs> Cam hit the wall. He's mad that somebody said that before him. <laughs> that's a little all right. Uh, <laughs> yes, this episode is is. Uh, I know I've I've been making fun of uh, Roman Mars for being dry, but this is a very dry episode. Um, but the interview I, is I, good. I liked no. it. Yeah, it's I good. Was, I don't think it was. This that interview true. pissed me off yeah. so much because the girl is excellent, but Roman Mars laughs at everything she says. Oh, oh my yeah. god, me the, insane. The best part is when he laughs at the joke and then says, "That's funny." That's funny. <laughs> and then like, she goes, <laughs> no, he moves on with the interview because it's not funny and it wasn't a joke but he's laughing and fucking it was, it's that's good, good. That's good. That's like there's like that stereotype where like women laugh at everything I'm um, yeah, man, says. they're trying to like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, should we do a quick Google search to find out if Annie Atkins is like really cute? I think that's what it is. I almost continue quick Google it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. If I put money on it, definitely a smoke. All right. But yeah, it like drove me insane. But also, this is the first episode I listened to, so naturally being introduced to something I wouldn't normally seek out, I was angry and I was looking for oh, ways to old. find that it was a flaw. Oh, I know she's not. She looks. She's like she's very cute. cute. She's very cute. She's cute. She's got a little like bop thing going on. Oh, yeah. okay. I don't like and that super Irish. short. Um, the bangs, yeah, yeah. That's super short bangs. I never like. like. Yeah, it's not a good look. Oh, anyway, totally jealous of her job though. Yeah, yeah. great job. That worked on an amazing movie. This one was super good. This is the one I started with, actually, I, which was a good one to start with, I think, because it was just an interview. Like, later we'll talk about the comics episode, which is also an interview, but this one, I feel, is even more focused on the person and what their jobs are. I was so confused. It was good. What's going on? Um, oh, the, there is a, there is a sideways flash symbol on a tissue box in this room, and George thinks that looks like... It looks like the, the opal card symbol. <laughs> it's it's oh essentially God. a sideways flash symbol. DC, you guys might have yourselves a huge loss. Oh, we're coming for you, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, comics were around before cars, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe. Actually, wait. that's a great segue into our next episode Can we because talk more about this one. I feel like we. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, guess I, we, I, yeah. I did like this a lot. It probably is because she was like a very good interviewee. She, she was very yeah, yeah. She was intelligent, yeah. extremely knowledgeable. She had a lot of fun stuff to say about you know the entire point of this show 99% Invisible like things that you don't notice that a ton of work go into like every piece of paper that you see in a movie is like has to have words on it mm -hmm. and oh man Uh, they talk a lot like Cam said they talk a lot in this episode about the Grand Budapest Hotel so like and there are important props in that movie so like if that's something that might you know yeah so she has one story about uh, one of the characters in the movie draws a map to get out of prison and she talks about, so like, oh, I couldn't design a map. I had to design a character's drawing of a map. So she has to, so she's trying to embody the character's art style without ever seeing anything they've drawn before. And she has to be like, oh, so how would they draw this in prison? So it's drawn on a packaging label with, I don't, I don't think she nails down what exactly material she said they used to draw it, but... Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, what would they have access to? And there's, like, labels all over it. And and in the script, so she reads the script before she starts designing the props, which I can't even imagine. Like, how do you read a script and be like, oh, i got to design a, a paper? It's like, mm-hmm. what? Like, how do you even start with that? But so she says, like, in the script, the character sees that the character hands the map to another main character, and then that main character says, wow, very promising, what, what, like, art. like Cartographer? No, it's like, uh, it's shows promising artistry. Like, you can yeah. be an artist is basically what the character says. So she knows she has to design it very interestingly with a promise to creativity. Or, like, really cool. shittily. And yeah, it's like it a sarcastic a remark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has to read the script. And <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to figure out the tone of that line because maybe yeah. it's not supposed to it look good. Be like, us, dot, dot, I, I would hope that you would ask the director... <laughs> Yeah. Okay, uh, quick side tangent that I might cut. Uh, that that bit reminds me. There is a bit in um, Silent Hill 3. All the maps you get are things that you find in the world. And uh, when you get to the church, the map of the church is just a child's drawing. So there's not everything is correct about it because it's a child's drawing. Nice. And you have to use this crayon drawing on, on blank paper, that's crumpled paper, to try and get around this spooky exactly church. Exactly right. <laughs> All, well, all it's all like the, uh, to continue this. Well, game. yeah, that's the graphic design thing. That somebody yeah, had to yeah, come. Somebody yeah. had all to look the, at what uh, what it called for and be like, okay, I have to draw this like a child would draw this. Yeah, all of the maps in the Thieves games are maps that the main character has drawn of the place. Mm. So it's the same kind of thing. Really cool. It is really interesting. Also, it was funny for her to mention the story where she messed up on some boxes yeah. a couple hundred boxes something like that. <laughs> I think. Couple, it was a lot it was a lot of boxes. very expensive mistake it's yeah. the Mendel's box which is like as as we mentioned before it's a hero prop in the movie because yeah. the, the character works at a bakery called Mendel's and their signature is their packaging and she misspells uh, patisserie on it mm-hmm. with oh, two no. T's instead of one T she already printed them all Oh, well, she yeah. already shot most of the movie. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they had they went back in and CGI'd it out. Oh. And she mentions that when you go online and you're looking for a legit 
movie prop from Grand Budapest Hotel, and it's the Mendel's box, and patisserie is spelled correctly, you know that it's not a real prop from the movie. Because they never showed the misspelling in the movie <laughs> yeah, proper, yeah, yeah. but all of the actual props have the misspelling on oh, yeah. them. Which is like some cool little insider knowledge to know. Yeah, now exactly. I know if I bid on one on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't believe that it's something that I probably wouldn't have brought up in an interview, and I respect Roman Mars from doing that and being like, and uh, you uh, major fleet fucked up. Yeah. Right? And she's like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, yes, I did majorly fuck up that one time. <laughs> yes, she is uh, Isma from uh, first new group. I don't think that was that, that was a good. Like that was a good Isma. Isma dead? Isma's dead, right? What? what? No, like, she, she got turned into a cat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I think she shows so she shows up in the TV show. She yeah. does show up. The TV show takes. Yeah. No, it's, it's after. after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the Emperor's after. new school. Yeah, because the Emperor's not an asshole. Oh my god, yeah. we can't keep this. In. <laughs> no, of course not. But he's like less of an asshole. Yeah, yeah. and he's trying to uh-huh. get that woman to. Oh my god! <laughs> You're right back to it. <laughs> wow. Bestiality on the mind, George. No. We, we did play a very that graphic is, game I'm of so TKO tired. on this. <laughs> no, I'm okay. I'm fine. I okay, was okay. Just, I'm being um, goofy. So last episode that uh, Hunter asked us to take a listen to was uh, what? Yeah, uh, <laughs> was the. Um, it's episode yes. 292, 292, Speech Bubbles. Speech Bubbles. Yeah. I was trying to think of it because there's a comic book podcast called Word Balloons, and I'm like, that's not uh, what they That's a bad name for the episode, honestly. Yeah. Because it's like one well, sentence. Well, they talk about yeah. Speech Bubbles. They do but talk about like Speech like Bubbles. like once. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is Scott, about an interview with Scott Adams, creator of Dilbert. Holy fuck! I knew you were gonna do this. Uh, what? That's Cam- why he was boring. Cam- yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> so uh, this is an episode where that is a mainly an interview between Roman Mars and Scott McCloud, who is the biggest nerd on the face of the earth about comic books. And I am going to take his title when he dies, but until then, I'm always gonna be number two. Uh, he's he is not just a nerd about comics in the sense that, like, oh, he knows what issue Superman came out to, whatever. He's like, no, the medium issue of comics... One. Superman number one. <laughs> no, actually, that. no. <laughs> uh, Batman number two. <laughs> comics number one. You got it. Uh, Amazing Was fantasy. Wolverine Hulk, Hulk 54? Hulk 151. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> All right, so see, that, that's me rattling off that that's stuff. That's also when Scott- Hulk came out, which is... Nuts. Yeah. They yeah. came out on the 151st issue. Well, it's, a, it's like a prequel at first. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. They build up to it. <laughs> Not Wolverine. You can't just Anyway, it. so the, uh, un- Scott McCloud wrote and drew a book called Understanding Comics, which is... Uh, it's, it's a comic book about the medium of comics, but not so just bad. about the history, about what they convey. Like, you can read a comic or manga or a fire exit sign nice. and not get just what it's trying to convey to you or just how much work has to go into displaying this idea. Like he makes a very good point both in the episode and in the book, understanding comics uh, about how when you're committing a moment to the page of a comic, you decide how much of it you want to show because you can make a 1000 panel comic about a spoon uh, of eating one spoonful of cereal and just have each of it be like a 10, one 10,000th of a second or whatever. Or you could have the entire history of the universe in two panels. One is the Big Bang, and the other is the heat death of the universe. And it's mm-hmm. like, you have to choose how much time you are displaying, and like what actions are important enough, what images are important enough to put on that page, and what you want to show. Where is this like the camera going to be for this? It's one of the more yeah. infuriating things about 
bad comic books is oh, absolutely. panel structure mm-hmm. is horrendous. God, yeah, yes. and after you read that book, like you notice it even more. I think that's where it first clicked for me because as a kid, you're like, oh, that I I don't know how to read comics. Maybe that's how it always is, but. It was a time a couple of years ago where every artist was trying to be creative with their panel structure, and mm-hmm. some some people are so bad readable. Yeah. It was like, yeah. where the fuck am I supposed to go? Like, I'm like uh-huh. you're all over the place with. It should be so to easy be. to yeah, read a comic book page to right, but yes. some you know, even if you're not, mm-hmm. even if you're not following the traditional like every. Unless you're reading manga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Even if you're, I, I knew this was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say that Japanese got no yeah. fucking wrong. But like, there was a comic a while ago. It was, I think it was just called Hawkeye, right? By, yes. Do you remember who it was by? Uh, it was by da- uh, David Aja was the artist, and it was uh, Matt Fraction was. The and writer. I'm sure they weren't the first to do mm-hmm. interesting panel design, but they were doing really minimalistic, wicked cool panel design with like really set color palette, and I think that comic really took off, and then a lot of people tried to copy that. Like there were sequel runs about the side character uh, Kate. I almost said Kate Spade. Kate. <laughs> Kate. Archer, I don't know what her last name is, but Kate like, Hawkeye. Kate Hawkeye. <laughs> it's bad because it's trying to ape that style from the, those artists, and and it's writer, not, and yeah, it it's not work. as talented. Yeah. Like you can't just do it. Like that's one thing that if uh, if anyone out here has ever read Watchmen, which it's like if you were Srini. ever Srini, talking to you, Srini, baby. yeah, you just <laughs> said just said you did. Um, the panel structure in that is very deliberate. Yeah, it's that super it's strict. Extremely strict and yeah. very deliberate. And there's an entire issue where you could go the whole thing and not notice that it's mirrored in the center. Like mm-hmm. the, the comic is, uh, yeah. is you know, 24 pages or whatever. The first 12 pages follow a structure. And then that structure is repeated backwards in the last half. Like you wow. put a mirror right down the middle. Yeah, it's uh, almost like I actually, after reading Understanding Comics uh-huh. and Making Comics, I actually own all three books in the series. Um, which is understanding, making, and reinventing comics. I, I need to get um, making and reinventing. I only have understanding. If you want to borrow them, you can. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I actually broke down the structure of Watchmen, and mm-hmm. it's it's on like a I think it's like a nine, or a. Mm-hmm. It's on like a grid. System. It's a nine. It's a nine or twelve panel grid depending yeah. on the uh, depending on the issue. Yeah. And so you can combine those panels, or you can you know squish those panels, but it never goes under that like minimum amount and it's all like on a a very specific grid Mm -hmm. um and that's like the kind of thought a lot of comic artists don't put into their work like they're just like i'll just panel here this Uh is there like this panel should be really big because a big thing's happening in this one and then let the artist deal with it yeah Yeah. the artist is probably doing some some writers are really strict about it they'll like send panel layouts in their scripts yeah i know neil gaiman has done that before yeah um but he's like not a big asshole about it i don't think um but anyway we should probably get back to yeah yeah so uh one of my favorite bits in this episode was uh him just complaining about a bike path sign oh yeah that was my favorite part. i was Dude. bored with this episode until he started talking about fire exit signs and bike paths. i noticed that shit like, all the time that's, and that's the whole reason i love this episode i kind of zoned stupid. out hard like he, he's nerding out about comics this much like uh seb cam and i were at the beginning yeah. of this section um and then uh roman mars is like so uh do you does all this stuff about comics do you ever notice like graphic design out in the world and he's like oh my god let me tell you about fucking fire exit signs <laughs> and it's like well okay uh it's how do you display using images that 
you know, you shouldn't use an elevator in a fire. It's like, let's have a tiny elevator and a big person walking down tiny stairs towards a little flame, and the elevator's just in the middle somewhere. It's this person like, can't read English. They're not going to understand what the fuck this sign it's means. It's like cavemen. And it's like, big elevator. Yeah. <laughs> big fire. <laughs> I'm out of room. Small <laughs> elevator. Yeah. Two um, fires. <laughs> Uh, I know. I know. You said like most of the the episode was boring to you at first, Cam. Mm-hmm. I actually found this the most boring episode. Even though I like, I have read Scott McCloud's books and I like comics. This was like, tell me something I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it that's why I like say this one maybe like a Dilbert comic strip. Yeah, it, <laughs> the, the interview seemed Got really him. stilted. It seemed like there was a lot cut out. Like yeah. he'd, he'd like ask a question. And oh, then I'm sure. Cut I'm in, sure someone like, off response. screen or off mic is like constantly giving the like throat cut motion. Yeah, they just like, tune in on a loudspeaker. They're like, yeah. shut up, move on. Just like our podcast. Scott McCloud. Please move forward. Yeah, the um the books are much more interesting than Scott McCloud is. Yeah, he's not good at talking. He's only good at making comics. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and actually, he's not really known for his actual comics, but he's he's known, known for, for those books. For those books, like <laughs> Zot. Who knows what Zot is? Like uh, that's, only me. Yeah, only you. Uh, that's his actual like comic. And then um, I actually read the sculptor. the sculptor. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I like. He's it. a lot better yeah. at explaining comics than he is at making yeah. a comic. He had some cool things to say. Yes. Like, I appreciated how he was talking about the difference between, like, Western and Eastern comics and how mm-hmm. when, back when he was, like, into them, well, obviously he's like, still going to be into them, but when he found out the difference, he was like, oh, Western comics, it's all about, like, action, all mm-hmm. about, like, a superhero punching some dude off a building and then going to save him afterwards or something crazy mm-hmm. like that, whereas Japanese comics or manga, that's what I'm assuming he's talking about, mm-hmm. uh, was, like, about there's fishing. about fishing, it's like daily about life. ping pong. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Taiga Matsumoto, my boy. Alex, did you check out that show? That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, was like really cool because I actually didn't recognize that that was a thing that was always. That's a, that's thing. a thing that's that only like really movie. being broken recently. Like, yeah. it's like very our topic last week. Yeah. Cartoons. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I thought it's I did, like I didn't realize that the Japanese were like so onto that mm-hmm. that early. I thought that was like a yeah. brand um, new thing. I, uh, no, the U.S.'s I, brand I, of capitalism is a, it fucks up art in a very specific way. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that it's just kind of part of Japanese culture. Like, if you think about. Um, like, if you go back to the, I think, the Edo period or the, like, even before that, um, a lot of the upper classes were very concerned with making poetry about how deep they were and how much <laughs> they understood or, like, appreciated life and uh-huh. the world. And they just focused on little frog sits uh-huh. on lily pad uh-huh. so calm we, good day I mean, that was Walt Whitman there was no. a there was a really was, angry was, guy like, literature in yeah. America there was a really yes. angry guy in 1939 who was like what if an illegal immigrant came from space and beat up my rent guy yeah <laughs> my <laughs> landlord <laughs> that'd be cool that would be cool <laughs> that would be and that be my sick. friends is action comics <laughs> number one okay so um wait does we're not gonna go beat up a landlord uh, he beats up he it's it, it, well no Lex, he doesn't get created until later like the Lex Lord in, in Action Comics 1 like Superman comes in and he's basically just like hey you're charging too much rent for this and like like he's like helping oppressed classes and stuff like that <laughs> super early on uh, so Superman which, 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 didn't call him a communist yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> we did. Oh, good. That right. happened. All right, um, so we're not going to go around in a circle for this, but uh, I just want everyone to chime in. What did you think of the show as a whole? How did you like it? Um, I thought I liked how I learned new things, uh-huh. but Roman Mars 
has the most boring ASMR voice I have ever heard. <laughs> I and love he was his going, voice. It's a good voice, but it makes me go to sleep. It's not his real voice. Really? It's his radio right. voice. Um, he actually what? practices. Yeah, I, I totally wish he would use his that. real voice. Yeah, it's I, not much to, like, it's not better. It's not better? <laughs> no. His real voice sounded like when he was like, earthquakes are fucking scary. Yeah. That's what it sounded yeah. like. I like that better. At least there's a little bit more, like, emotion. personality and emotion. Emotion. Then he's like, here, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of a cell. I feel like, like my sick Is that the second mitochondria appearance? <laughs> anyway, I really like the show, actually. I, I don't know if I'll come back to it, as I do with anything. Like, I, I like my own stuff, and I don't like... I don't know. <laughs> it's my own thing. I But, um... We'll probably do this near the end, but another show that is really similar that I really enjoyed is uh, Laser Time, which Hunter has heard a couple episodes of. A uh, couple? I've been listening to it regularly. Really? Still? Laser Time and Video Game Apocalypse. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to listen to them regularly. I just heard their Shark Facts episode, which they're a much more loosely, less research-based show that does topic-to-topic that I would find myself listening to learn things from, and I would really enjoy the stuff I'd learn from listening to it and like that's cool like i can't sit down to watch a documentary but while i'm driving i can listen to funny people talk about interesting stuff where in this case roman mars is not funny and is <laughs> doing this smarmy i know everything voice mm-hmm. to an interviewer who is much more interesting than he is but he or like seems a soft nice. rock 106.5 yeah kind he of. seems nice but he's he, i got that constant feeling that he was that trying to be the cool teacher who is like Ooh. I know shit. Uh, let me tell you, let me rap with you. Roman Mars yeah. is gonna come here and he's gonna kick the shit out of him. I hope he does. I hope he's eight feet tall and fucking ripped, and he comes in here and blows me through a window. And he's like, "Do you guys want to know some interesting facts about does, sidewalks? Yeah. I'm gonna show you by grinding your face into it." Three teeth on this curb. Notice how, <laughs> notice how easily your teeth fit into the groove of this curb. That's because I'm here to kill you. George, what do you think? I just said we weren't gonna go around in a circle, and we're already going. Around. Too late. Too late. Well, no, we'll mix it up. Nick, what'd you think? <laughs> 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 it's for people to like, chime in, but like, sure, goddamn. Uh, I, I absolutely think um, that this show was uh, something that I should have been listening to a while ago. Like, it, it's, it's the kind of thing I have an endless hunger for trivia, and uh, like, this, this show is perfect for that, where I, I want to know how things came to be. I want to know every single stupid fact about every single little thing. Like why and the government made a weather machine. Yeah, exactly. That's one I gotta get to. I can't believe that wasn't what you suggested. <laughs> I Wait, can only take the four. There's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's weaponized weather. Oh, uh-huh. so do they talk about like that Santa Claus movie where the Santa Claus... <laughs> <I'm not>. <laughs> <laughs> That was definitely uh, a good one. I should start tallying episode. your shut-ups, Cam, because like, yeah, at the end right. of every episode, they get more and more aggressive. It's, it's pretty <laughs> good. Was, was there was a great one at the end of the last one where you're like screaming at Alex. <laughs> it's not, not in the not that's, in the final that's edit. That's Sorry, Alex. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was, a, by the way, a listener request from Hunter that a beer be opened on Mike in this episode. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I really do think that that's just the kind of show I want to listen to. I want to, like, learn things, not necessarily useful things, but I want to know more about the world around me in, in whatever way that takes shape. Like, I, I want to know that, you know, the three-point shot was invented because racists started banning dunking. <laughs> like, uh, I, want, I want to know that uh, you can't design money that looks too good in a oh, movie yeah, because... Uh, yeah. 
Because then it's well, counterfeiting. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Keep talking. I have to get the charger for this thing because it's about to die. So money that looks too I good. I have uh, a little bit of experience with that. I <laughs> talked about it with my introduction. Uh, world's best counterfeiter. But wow. no, I, I, I did enjoy this podcast a lot. It was, it, it's not something that I'm going to immediately return to. But if I get any recommendations, Hunter, feel free. No, absolutely. I have a ton of episodes. Yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't want to, I mean, I probably will scroll down the feed, but maybe I'll subscribe and just check out, I'll, I'll follow yeah. him on Twitter probably, yeah. just to, I, I don't think it's something I normally listen to every week, but if I see an episode that's interesting, you know, I might, especially, listeners, these episodes are 35 minutes long, and eight minutes of it are or, about toothbrushes, like, yeah. it's <laughs> insane how short these things are. Yeah, there's so many sponsorships in this. You're losing you nothing by checking these out. Yeah. I almost did, like, a fake toothbrush intro, because of... How funny it is to hear Roman Mars talk about toothbrushes. Do you want to pause so you can yeah. your shit? So, uh, yeah, any any other final words on well, this Alex show? Alex hasn't given it uh, two cents. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, I only gave one cent. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm good. Yeah, I definitely recommend, like, even just Googling, like, 99PI and then something you're interested in, because usually a something will come 99PI phone books. Yeah, phone, phone book was invented as a way to track black people. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the show. <laughs> this has been ninety nine percent inaudible. <laughs> Hunter, how was your experience being on this show? It was it's just hot. as good as the first time, and it's goddamn hot. Oh yeah, we're going on a hiatus until we live in Alaska. Listen, people, when they say come on the show, it's a threat. Yeah, and a promise. More of a threat to you, Delawareans. Yeah, absolutely. George. Uh, next week you're having us, or, or next time we can get into this fucking oven to record, uh, you are having a guest on to talk to us about an a undisclosed topic. Yeah, somebody more famous than all of us fucking put together. <laughs> she has a tweet that has many more tweets, favorites, retweets, I don't know, a lot more interactions than my tweets, and I like to think I'm good at tweets, mm. so... But she's also a thousand followers on one of my blogs on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Tumblr, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, see, that's, that's when, pretty good, though. Yeah. Yeah. This is a long time ago. Other, bro. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's my friend Allison Mulcrone. She uh, was like pretty into like the Vine community and she was pretty into just like content creation in general. And From now, Rough Night Movie Podcast? That's what I was going to mention. The show you were on? Yes. The show that I was briefly on. If you like the part of the show where George talks, please go listen to the Rough Night Movie podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And she's on that with a previous famous Viner, uh, Joe Nasty Draws, and uh, Pretend Monkey. Who's a pretty cool dude? They probably but, won't listen to this. this yeah. They probably won't listen to this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, uh, Allison Mulgrew, she'll be on next uh, next week or whenever we can get her in here. Which yeah. Hopefully, he's next uh, week. Yeah. Hopefully, we're not talking about any more enemy podcasts than <laughs> that. We'll see if we end up bringing them up. Hey, uh, this sorry ben, to interrupt the episode. Don't listen it's to this Nick here. I just wanted to let you know what we're doing next week. George is having his guest on, and she's picked Babes in Toyland. That's right, 80s classic Christmas movie featuring Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves. A movie about babes in Toyland. I think we're going to have some fun with it. Allison Mulcrone of Rough Night Movie Podcast will be joining us, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun, so I hope we'll see you then. This has been Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends on It. Depends on it. We what, should what? let Hunter pro- plug his. Oh his my god! Oh yeah, Hunter. Hunter. Oh, you want to let me plug my? Yeah, thing? the guest yeah. should get to talk. I forgot <laughs> about that part. <laughs> I'm wearing so, it now. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram using my business, which is Pink Caddy Customs, which is Pink C A D I Customs, um, and it's doing custom GameCube controllers 
mostly for melee, mm-hmm. but for the Smash Brothers. Again, if you like the part of the show where George talks, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's just it's really cool stuff. Definitely check it out. And that's Buttons. about it. Buttons, stickers, yeah. yeah. apparel, Custom uh, tags, like, for your uh, controllers, that sort of stuff. Made some, yeah, custom tags for controllers. We made something for the Switch, too. Yep. Yep. He makes, uh, he makes some things for controllers, so hit him mm-hmm. up. Made one for a certain uh, oh. regular of the show. I uh, I actually have a controller that was uh, made by him. It's all blinged out. Mm-hmm. My wrist look icy when I'm playing. You, and you haven't lost sense, right? <laughs> I haven't lost haven't sense. Lost That's right. an adorable one. Oh, shit. Should we record our first ad for the show? I'll do it. I can record an ad for it. I can do a sponsor. Well, the background will be me just... Well, yeah, yeah, well, you're clicking yeah. your, your, your clacks in the background, it's banging stick. Party rock. <laughs> oh, Alright, let's peace out. Yeah. Got it. Alright, this has been Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends On It, and that's enough of us for this week. Yeah. Bye! Bye! More than enough. Thank you.